Thanks for joining Sales with Suli, a mom of three who spent the last 12 summers knocking doors. Welcome to my podcast where I talk about all things women, the ups and downs of my journey, and what it takes to find success on and off the doors. Enjoy this episode. Hey, and welcome back to this week's episode with Sales with Suli. I am super excited uh, just for a couple of things. First off, we are um, here shooting at the first ever women's leadership door-to-door retreat here uh, in Utah. Um, And the guest speaker that I'm going to be introducing, I've just been super inspired uh, by her and just being able to watch kind of her growth over the last two years and a lot of different transitions. Um, but more importantly, why I'm more so excited, uh, to bring Shay is, um, as I already just said her name, um, being able to share the authentic side of who you are and your story. A lot of times in the door-to-door space and on social media, we see those leaders who are just out there slaying it. They're doing what they're going to do. They're running the meetings. They're putting up stats. They're recruiting. They're doing all the things. But sometimes I feel like we forget that um, we're human and our reps forget that we're uh, human as well. And so again, I'm super excited and don't want to take away from your story over the last like couple years and your transition, but I want to introduce Shay Wisdom. Go ahead and give us a little bit of background on you, how you got into the door-to-door um, space and what that looks like. Hello, and thank you so much, Suli. Um, it's an honor to finally meet you. Seriously. I feel like I've known you forever. So. <laughs> I know. I'm like, we're besties. Thank you, social media. Now we're real life besties. Yes. <laughs> and this retreat, um, just an FYI, has been so just groundbreaking. Yeah. And being around all of these women who are in the same space and we can share stories, It's it's been amazing. Yeah. And so I just have the chills, like thinking about some of the things that were shared last night I'm like I know we would never even think I know yeah. I know so I cried again this morning <laughs> yeah <laughs> don't make me cry it's just it was amazing so and it was just day one so um yeah, yeah so my name is Shay Wisdom um I have been in the space since June 2021 so coming up on two years and holy cow is that new it's that new <laughs> gosh how, how did you get recruited into the space like who found you like how'd you get recruited so I will take it back a little bit to I grew up in Kansas and in I was I'm 29 now and so when I was about 23 years old I moved to Kansas City and when you're from Kansas if you make it to Kansas City it's a big deal you've made it what? yeah <laughs> It's because everyone is a little farm kid, and yeah. when you make it to Kansas City, it's this big deal. And so I moved to Kansas City, and I was in the wedding planning event space. Um, you definitely have the look for it, too. So cute. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was planning weddings, and I thought I was super happy because um, I I didn't finish out my, my college education. It just wasn't for me, and so I wasn't – I finally got out of the bartending space, and – I just thought that I was really happy, and I I have a twin sister who I keep forgetting that <laughs> she's um, remarkable, but she had moved to Austin, Texas, uh, a couple years before that, and so I came to visit her when COVID happened because weddings took an abrupt halt in 2020. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So and so I went to Austin to visit her, and I was like this is where you've been living. This is amazing. <laughs> it's so pretty. And so 
I actually went home and packed my bags and said goodbye to the wedding industry in Kansas City, and I moved to Austin, and we found a place together. And um, it was not the experience I had in my mind. And, yeah, it was – I thought that I was going to go start a wedding planning business, and it was going to be booming, and why I thought that that would happen in this massive city where no one knows me during COVID. (laughs) Looking back, I don't know. You're like, uh (laughs) – But it led up to today. Exactly. And so now I know the lily pad. It was a – it was a launch pad for me to be where I am now. And so I moved there and I was on unemployment for about nine months and I couldn't, I realized that in this massive city that's constantly growing, you really need a college degree to find a well-paying job in Austin. And I wasn't expecting that either. And so (laughs) it was really scary. And I was making about $2,000 a month on unemployment. My rent was about $1,000. And so I had $1,000 to live off of. And, you know, was that $1,000? Like, of course, it's a blessing. Yeah. You know, it wasn't nothing. But I was really, really struggling. And so one of my really, really great friends, Ima Brazan, she comes to visit me and because she knew I needed support. I was a uh, mental health disaster at yeah. that point. And she came to visit and she was like, whoa, Austin grabbed her like it grabs everybody. <laughs> and she was like, I'm going to go home and get my stuff and I'm moving to Austin. And I was like, classic. And she came from great. Kansas Yes, too? she did. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And so she moved and right off the bat, she got connected with Nico Van Slyke, who's our divisional manager. And by the way, I've never met Nico, but I like freaking uh, love the guy. Like how often he's in my DMS and talks about you guys and like all that awesome stuff. Like shout out to all you like male guys out there who are always talking up your females to me and stuff like that. It really does like boost my vibrations. I, he is amazing. (laughs) And I have to tell a funny story about him here in a moment about (laughs) having women in the space, but Ima immediately got introduced to Nico, and she she just I'm here for nine months. I'm crying every day, having panic attacks. I have no money. I'm driving like a week one piece of crap car. Yeah, and she comes in. She's like, I met this guy, Nico. Where I'm gonna go sell door to door, and she's showing me these multi thousand dollar paychecks week after week, and I'm Rag. like massively jealous, resentful, upset. How did she come in and just build this instantly? And you had been there nine months. And yeah, I know. (laughs) I love you, Ema. And so, but I, um, what I, I just didn't know that door to door existed, which is why I'm so uh, boisterous about it on yes. social media is yeah. because people need yep. to know that this exists. Yes. And how life-changing it could be. Absolutely. Like too many of us in this space are silent and reposting other people. I'm like, why aren't you sharing your story? Yes, absolutely. And so I called Ema one day when I had about my third panic attack that month because I would wake up and immediately think about my bank account and feeding myself yeah. and getting gas yeah. and rent coming up. And I called her out of a pure panic. And I said, I don't know what you're doing. I don't understand this job, (laughs) but I need you. Please help me. And she goes, I will get you onboarded right now. She ordered me an iPad and and a polo and sent me the presentation and the pitch and said, you need to learn this by Monday. I said, okay. And this something just activated in my mind where I said, this is my one shot. I have the chills. Oh, before you move forward. So I want to rewind. (sighs) 
in this space, there, especially with women, I feel like there is a lot of jealousy, uh, envy, comparison, um, competing. And one of the things that we're wanting to do in this retreat is to be able to break down uh, the barriers. And the reason that I wanted to point that out is because you had all that emotion, but you finally like put your pride down and you 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 broke down the walls and you were like, I am going to reach out to her. And then something clicked. Now let's go on to the rest of your story. But the point that I wanted to make, it was like, you it, like everything had to be like crumbling down. And then it was like, hey, okay, let I me reach help. out to her. Yes, yeah. like I need help. I want more of us women to like, before we get to that point, and again, we'll share this at the end, who can I reach out to? Like what things can I do? But I... I love that you shared some of those emotions and feelings because it's real. And it even happens to me. It happens to everyone in different phases, especially in this space. But you took the time to acknowledge and like, screw this. I'm reaching out. Yep. And now that shift happened. Monday came around and what? Um, we hit the doors. And I remember verbatim looking at her and said, this is what you've been doing. We literally knock on. Okay. And then they just let us inside. This is wild. (laughs) This is not Kansas. Yeah. And so, and gosh, I trained for about four days and I remember she looked at me and she said, okay, so now tomorrow. And I said, no, 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 I, I gotta go. I just get, I told, you have to tell unemployment that you get a job, and so it stops. Oh. And so I was like, no more training. Yeah, stop it. Yeah, I got to I go. need to go make sure I'm in the clear and then come make this bread. Yeah. Like, you like, better stop. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, I, I, can't, I can't watch you get deals anymore. I have to get a deal because I need money, like, yes. right now. Yeah. And so, you know, there's that whole um, idea of burning the ships. Yeah. I was in a position where I had no ships to burn. I had nothing. I had no money. I well, had... the safety of 2000 is still like a yes. safety to some people. Like even now I get recruits who are like, well, I get 2000 a month. Like, you know, it just feels safe. And they're excited about that safe. So you, you did have one, one yeah. ship, but you were going to burn it so quick. It was like a canoe. <laughs> yeah, not even a ship. It was a paddle. <laughs> <laughs> but by telling the government, hey, I have a job, I lit it on fire. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I got to go. I got to go. And I went out there and, you know, I got slapped in the face because you carry a different energy when you, your first week on the doors, you don't have any confidence. Yeah. And you've never been in, if you've never been in sales before, it's like, Hey, I'm the alarm manager, I think. And um, <laughs> I think the reason I'm here is it, it, because you need me, not I don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> it's scary. And so, but when you have nothing to, when you fully commit to something and you have nothing to turn your back on and you don't have any soft cushions to lean back on, it's go time. Yeah. And you're in this blinder mode. And you know, you get your teeth kicked in for a while and door to door. Yeah. You know, it's, it is what it is. And, and, and I learned through that, that I had a very short rookie experience, I'll be honest. And I truly think it's because I didn't have a choice, but to figure this out. Yeah. 
And too many people are like making that mistake, like here in this space where they're like, oh, I have this as a backup or, oh, I'm doing this or, oh, I'm doing that. Like you and I are in a unique situation where there is no plan B. Right. Like, there is absolutely no plan B. And I have found that those people who have burned every ship and has zero plans besides building this, um, those are the ones that are finding the success. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when I have reps who try to do their nine to five and then like do this and then they always quit their nine to five. And as soon oh. as they took put that two weeks in, I'm like, Thank now you. you're going to see, yes. you're going to see the full potential of yeah. this, not the weekend potential, the full week on the doors yeah. and it's life changing. And so, um, so that story about Nico. So Ema brings me in and there's, oh, three girls on the team. <laughs> And Nico, I love you so much, but you know, this is a true story. <laughs> He's like, I don't want women on the team. I, they have emotions and I don't know how to deal with that. And, and they, they have cycles and, oh God, like what, how am I going to do? And he was resistant. Yeah. And now you should just see, he is so He's seen the power of having females in I have the chills. organization. Yeah. He is hypes us up and he loves us. He takes care of us. He makes sure that we're safe at night after we're done working. And he always lets us know how powerful and grateful he is, how powerful women are and how grateful he is that we're here. I love that. We have, I think collective division is at minimum half women and there's about 200 of us. Yeah. Let's explain what, um, so I don't even think that oh, we yeah. got into what Shay actually does oh, or yeah. which oh, industry yeah. or like, you know, for people who are listening, like, oh, collective division. Oh, so she collects things. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so tell us like exactly like what industry that yes. you're in and basically, you know, this is a organization within an organization. Yes. So I, we sell alarms at skyline, which is an authorized dealer of Brinks home security. So if you guys are in door-to-door, basically what Skyline is is Apple, which is the product. Okay. And then Brinks is like the Verizon. They monitor the system. Uh, so we put the equipment. And you guys are the ones monitoring. And Brinks does the monitoring. Yeah. Got so, it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what an authorized dealer is. And so um, – we have been at Skyline since November 2022. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 20-something. Yes. No, no, no. 21. Okay. November 2021. Sorry. Um, this job makes you lose track of time. Um, but And we started out with about 30 people. We actually came over from Vivint. And can I say that? Yeah, you okay. can say whatever you want cool. on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we came over from Vivint um, and we just exploded. And it's the culture helped us expand what we thought was possible and what we found to be possible. And so Nico led us into this growth, this massive growth. And so I came over as a manager because at Vivint, it was five weeks in, and I broke my first record. Wow! Yeah, and so it was the highest RMR. Uh, how many did you do? How many did you do that month? It was actually a week, and I believe <laughs> it was sixteen. And my RMR at the time was a thousand thirty. No one in our region had. So for people who don't know RMR is like I, so that week doing 16 accounts, being the top one in the entire company, how much did you make on those 16 accounts? On, 
at Vivint, I want to say, actually, I remember specifically. I'm asking. Of course, like, we I do. Don't it's our remember. first one. We know. know our first numbers. It was like ten thousand thirty-five bucks. Ten thousand thirty-five dollars <laughs> yeah. coming from unemployment, making two thousand a month. Sis comes, breaks a record in Vivint the first week, doing sixteen RMRs for all you alarm folks, making ten thousand. $30 in seven knocking days. Like why we aren't talking about door to door in our dinners and at, at the coffee shops and all these things. I don't know. Yep. I, I, I don't know, <laughs> but anyways, so you killed it. You became a manager and then you went over here. Yeah. So because of my production at Vivint, when we came to skyline, Nico was like, you, 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 and you are coming over as management. You cool. guys have proved yourself. Let's go. Yeah. And so we came over as a group of about 30 people, and we have expanded. I think we have two, 250 people. And so the levels at Skyline is sales rep, manager, junior regional, regional, divisional. And so and you're right now I'm a junior regional. And so you've got two steps more. Yeah. Two more Let's steps. Go. And so, but it is quick. So we came, just to put this in perspective, to become a junior regional, your team has to sell 1,000 accounts in a calendar year. And I only just started building a team, truly adding people to the team in November last year. And so we wow. made that 1,000 accounts I'm real quick. Like and- real quick. Tell me this, um, Shay, because there are a lot of women uh, in this space, like myself included. Like, yeah, you're a manager or you want to grow. You want to do all these things. Um, but men have a tendency to uh, recruiting comes more natural Mm -hmm. to them and also when men see other men who are flashy and doing all these things like yeah they want to be with that like how did you start recruiting and what were some obstacles that you had to go through to be able to build the team that you have now yeah so uh, just a preface I now run a team of 40 people there are 40 of us and they come in through the woodwork it is every week someone is wanting to join the team I'm like oh my gosh wow so um with recruiting first and foremost I sat down when I because it's a decision yeah you know it thousand percent it doesn't just happen yeah it has to be an intentional decision so I sat down with myself and I wrote down on a piece of paper when I start a team what exactly do I want it to look like and I didn't want a hoorah frat team. (laughs) I just didn't want it. I don't relate to that and I can't keep up with it because it's not authentically me. Yeah. I love that. So what I wrote down was I wanted people who were into spirituality, physical health, mental health, fully committed and wanted to inspire others and change their lives. I wanted, I didn't really care about gender because if it's, the right human, yeah, it will work. Of course. And so then if you want people to know, you have to talk about it. Yeah. To your server yeah. at the restaurant, to your cousin at Thanksgiving, and on social media. <laughs> I hated social media yes. until like two and a half years ago. <laughs> and a piece of advice is that I give for social media because my reps – come to me and they're like, Shay, I want to start a team, but I don't like posting. And I'm like, listen, you don't have to post and say, 
hey guys, I'm starting a team. Who wants in? Yeah. It's so I actually really quick. I have this story and this, <laughs> this guy, his name is Austin and okay. I met him in Kansas city and he taught me how to recruit without ever knowing it wow. years before I knew door to door existed. We became friends and I noticed that every time I saw him, he told me about how much he loved going to church. I went to church on Sunday, and this was the lesson. And, oh, Shay, it was wonderful. And he just kept talking about his beautiful experiences at church. Wow. And so one day I looked at Austin and I said, can I go to church with you on Sunday? (laughs) And so we go to church, and it was wonderful. It was great. I loved it. And after church, he smirks at me, and he goes, it worked. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? And he said, if I had asked you to come to church with me, you never would have come. Wow. But all I did was tell you about how much I love it, and you naturally wanted to come. You wow. did that on your own. And so recruiting is the same. You you don't need to say, I, I'm recruiting. Who wants yes. in? It's look it look at this dinner look at this vacation yes look at look at my time off yes look at the lives that I'm changing like even look at my paycheck look at my reps paycheck yeah this is some this is a really hilarious customer I just had yeah you know and you just it's an attraction not a force yeah you can't force people to do this even though we know 15 people in our circle who would highly benefit from this you can't drag them in. They have, you have to open the door and let them walk in, you know? And so recruiting is an attraction, not a forceful thing. But you- As we're here at the retreat talking about like feminine and masculine. Um, and so I love that you're saying that it, it, it's an attraction because that is tapping into the feminine side on just letting it be, letting it happen. And I loved that you shared that story. Just the simple fact of talking about something that we love is going to attract the people. It's just going to attract the right people. And yeah. I, I'm so excited for people to be able to hear that. So, okay, you started recruiting. Um, you're a manager uh, now. So what does it look like? Like, what are your goals? Like, what are some of the obstacles that you had to, like, overcome to be where you're at right now? So last year in management, um, my biggest thing was balance. So when I was at Vivint, listen, there's ego in sales. <laughs> Thousand percent. There's ego in sales and a healthy dose of it is good. Yeah. Right. And so at Vivint, I was feeling like a top dog. Yeah. And we came over to Skyline and I'm like, none of these people know who I am. And I don't, <laughs> I love you. I don't really jive with that. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> So I had to balance being the top dog and recruiting and training and doing all the things. So I went to Nico in November, uh, it was like January. And I said, Hey, I'm going to go on a month long blitz by myself, me and a technician. Don't bother me. My phone will be on. Do not disturb for a month. Wow. And I, and secretly he was like, okay, it gets dark really early in February. So I don't know how she's going to break all these records. Who Rache? Let's go. Here's, here's your locations and here's your tech. Call me if you need me. Yeah. And so he set this whole thing up for me. We sat down and we figured out where I was going to go and all these cool things. And, um, so I, the second week of February, I, uh, installed 35 alarms. It was the 
the company record, wow. male or female. Wow. And it was actually Nico's record previously. There you go, Nickster. <laughs> you better be taking me out to dinner one of these days, sharing all these yes. stories. Oh, I love that. And um, I, I actually broke multiple records that month. Most installs by a female wow. in a month. Most installs in a day by a female. All these things. So actually, fun fact. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, every female record at Skyline has my name on it. And I... I'm snapping right now for her. And I know that people are going to listen to this and feel envy, feel jealousy. That's the time to check yourself. Yes. It's okay to snap. And you know. Well, now I'm like looking at my team and I'm like, okay, who's going to take this? Yeah. I wouldn't want to, I want to give it, it to yeah. one of you. I don't want to keep it. I did it. It's on the board. Cool. Cool. Yes. Someone come take this from me because yes. you can. Yeah. And so I just wanted people to know who I was. Yeah. And so you went out, like, what I want to, like, um, uh, emphasize, like, just that leadership mentality. One, you did awesome um, in Vivint that week, and then you guys just made a transition. You followed someone that you trusted. Like, that's all that it was. You, you Someone believed in you. You followed him. You became loyal. You went over there. Ego kicked in, and you're <laughs> like, how am I going to run a team? How am I going to do all these things? You go alone. You figure it out. Like, the Every every story that I'm listening, it's just like you were born a leader and, you know, maybe not even knowing it. So for you to go alone, like, hey, by team, I am going to go and figure this shit out. I am going to go and do X, Y, Z. And now you come back ready to lead from the front, but not necessarily lead. You're in the position of like you come and get in front of me. Like that's the journey of where I'm at personally, where it's just like I'm exhausted of knowing what Suli did. Totally. I'm exhausted that she did this. I'm exhausted that she 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 broke records. Like what type of records are we going to create now for other people on our team. And so hearing that that's where you are in your phase, that you just needed that month to do that, like how does that look right now? Well, and just to, pre just to say too, I didn't have a team at the time, but I wanted to make my name known and then I would start recruiting. Yeah. Because I do think that you need some credibility a little bit. It helps with recruiting, right? Um, but how am I doing that now, what it is, is a personal relationship with every rep on my team. Mm -hmm. And so I'm part of this leadership program in Skyline called Top Gun. There's like 30 of us selected for this. And every other month we fly to LA and we were, we meet with Erwin McManus. That's so cool. He's amazing. Yeah. And so we took these personality tests and then he helps us lead through the personality that we already have instead of changing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so my top characteristic was individualization. And what that means is I don't teach, discipline, have conversations with any two reps the same. I speak to each rep in a way that they receive information. I love that. So what I do now is I can see everyone very clearly and I know who's ready to lead. I know who's ready to recruit. I know who's ready to be in the next level. And so I pull them aside personally and I have those conversations. Trevor Grubb is my first recruit ever. Yeah. And he has started building a team this year and I have one-on-one -on -one conversations with him all the time because you have to lead. Once you've done it, yeah. It you're like, "Okay, Cool, I did it. Yes. But then it is your human obligation to teach others how to do that too. 
It just is. So last year, my hardest struggle last year was trying to be the best while also training and recruiting and managing. And it's hard. It's really hard. (laughs) And so this year, now that all those boxes are checked, it is full team focused. So you don't really when I've, I've sold on my own one time this week or this year, sorry. And every other week of the year that wasn't that one week, I am training a rep on the doors. And so you, you have a shift between sales rep and this isn't about me anymore. Yep. And in, I, I'll be totally honest when I get a sale I don't have that rush anymore. <laughs> right. It's, it's just like, I, I expect it. Like it's for me, it's, it's not even like a, it's just, that's, that's what comes. It's just a transfer of energy. It, it's supposed to, and we want to get other people to that same vibration of like, Hey, the, it's natural. Yeah. The, you're so good that this is, this is just a lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Thank you, Mr. Customer. All right. Next, yes. Next uh, yes. Uh, you know, on to but the next. I'm so grateful for you and I'm always so thankful for the customer and the experience, yeah. but it just doesn't give you that, oh my God, feeling that it doesn't yeah. that, Yes. That, and when it does, when you're trying to prove yourself and doing all these things. Yeah. Like, yeah, I definitely feel being a leader, it's, it, it's, the rush is when your rookie is doing it. Yes! <laughs> when yes! your teammate is like breaking records and all I want to do is freaking blast them on social media and they're just like, oh my God, you know? Yes, yes. I when That's what I was going to say is the the rush comes from my team doing well. And it's just beautiful. I, and what you, when I, with recruiting as well or leading a team is, you also want the attraction part is so important because you don't want to lead people who you don't jive with. Yeah. Or just don't want to be led by you anyways. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and so every, your team should feel truly like family Yeah, and like you have each other's back because in door to door, the product that you're selling is the vehicle. Yeah. That's it. It's just the vehicle. Yeah. That's why I don't I don't care if you sell pests or yeah. roofs or windows or solar, whatever, whatever solar alarms. Yeah. It is what it is. I know that because you're in this space, you're changing your life. Yeah. And so with that, it's it, there has to be this support system because you know like last week we had a we had a guy and his name is Steve Turobiner on our team and he lost his business during COVID. Wow. He's older. He has a family and that was extremely detrimental to him. And Chase Casson, who is a manager in, in collective worldwide is my team. And Chase is just such a powerhouse of a human and he's amazing. Shout out Chase. Um, but he brought on Steve because, uh, he knew he was struggling and he gets to take, Steve gets to take his family on spring break vacation this Yay. year for the first time. Not being locked years. down to like a nine to five. Like those are the stories that yeah. I absolutely love. Like people who didn't know about door to door, they come and they vibe with the culture and they make X amount of dollars. It's not even about the X amount of dollars. The simple fact that they were able to pay off debt, the simple fact that they were able to do something they couldn't naturally do before being tied down to a nine to five. Those are the rushes that come to a leader. 
um, I feel like. And so just in respect to time and us getting back to the um, women's retreat, like Shay, I want you to um, leave some tips or just like some word of wisdom, Shay, wisdom. <laughs> Um, for women who are moving into leadership or women who are in leadership and just, you know, feeling stuck and overwhelmed and things like that, like what were some advice that you would give to someone who is, um, to a female who's trying to lead a team? Absolutely. So as women, the unfortunate truth is that we have, we have been not been taught to set boundaries properly. Yeah. Number one, you need to set boundaries because it doesn't matter what gender you are. You're the leader. Yeah. And you want to start a team and you have those characteristics. So stand tall in that. And no matter what, no matter what you're selling or, or who is over you or whatever, you have to have this belief system that you are a woman. Yeah. You are a woman, and there is power, so much power in that. In that. Yeah. We have intuition. We have feelings. We have all of these beautiful characteristics that help us lead, and that is not weakness. Yeah. That is power. <laughs> and so understand that as a woman, you are one of the most powerful beings on this planet. And, but sometimes you have to remind people of that. So stand tall, set boundaries, and if something is bothering you, talk about it. Speak up. Speak yeah. up. <laughs> Don't let it sit and fester yes. because when you sit and fester, it becomes resentment. Yep. So and be, become resourceful. It's okay if you can't hold all of this stuff yes. on your own. If you need to delegate or ask for help or find a mentor – you're not supposed to do this alone. You're building a team, a team. Yeah. And I want to, I, I want to see the, the difference. So Shay came from, you know, nine months of being on unemployment, making $2,000 uh, a month, knowing absolutely no one in door to door, zero in door to door to this last year, like running a team, going full force, doing all of that. What was the, the, for you adding value to other people's lives? Like, I know you told me the number. Um, <laughs> I want other people to to be able to know like what it looks like literally starting from ground zero, from the bottom. What did you make by recruiting, running a team, being in leadership, breaking records? What did you make in 2022? Last year, about 400,000. <laughs> 400,000. This little cute girl comes from Kansas, moves to Austin, Texas, loses everything, makes $2,000. Her best friend comes and does all these amazing things. She finally breaks down her walls, burns all ships, goes full force, does nothing else but involves herself in door-to-door, in alarms, making $400,000 as a female, as a woman who has intuition, who is empathetic, who is kind, who is powerful, and now basically wanting to help other people to be able to do the same. Like that just feels so good for me to say and share other women's wins and successes that like this female who's sitting right across from me made more in not even, I don't even want to say a year because if you probably added it all up, it was probably what, like how many knocking, like I always like to go off of knocking days. I'm weird like that. Yeah, but, but do you think that you worked 365 days out of the year? No. 
absolutely fussing not. How many nine to five jobs do you need in your life, friends out there who aren't in door to door, to make $400,000 in less than one year? Um, Shay, I am just, I'm super inspired by you. I love the simple fact that there are women in our 30s who are in this space just making shit happen yes. and to be able to see and know where you were and just kind of like followed your journey to now being able to like sit in front of you like I'm inspired to go and do more I am inspired to be more in my feminine um, because of you and so before we hop off like let people know where they can find you um, and how they can reach out if they ever um, you know want to talk to you about things yes yay thank you so much Julie this was such an honor and I have loved meeting you. It doesn't feel like I'm just meeting you, <laughs> I but, know. um, I am big, I, I, I'm a big Instagram girl. I yes. don't do the TikToks or the Snapchats or anything. So it, it's at Shay.wisdom, but my name is spelled C H E Y dot wisdom. Yes. Yes. Not, not the Starbucks will never get it right. <laughs> <laughs> get that straight. So again, for those of you women who are new, you know, into leadership and, you know, are wanting to recruit and wanting to build just some key takeaways that I've taken from Shay, you don't need to be out there forcing it. Talk about the things that you love, like lean into the feminine side of you. Like exactly like Shay says, like you're powerful, like speak up, be confident, stand tall, and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for taking the time to tune in. If I've added any kind of value to your thoughts on knocking doors, please share this podcast with another female rep. Until next time, know that you are capable, you are valued, and most importantly, you are enough.